Before we begin, we would like to advise listeners that this episode contains topics of sexual assault and suicide. Listener discretion advised. Hello and welcome to the T's and C's podcast. My name is Tasha Duffy. And I'm Christine Barnes. We're all guilty of sending podcast-length voice notes of our day-to-day ups and downs of life, so we decided to share them with you. This week, we are joined by Dania Squires, the founder of My Happy Place Apparel. Dania bravely shared her story via social media, and she's here today to raise awareness and show people that it's okay to speak up. Fancy a cuppa? Right, let's pop the kettle on. Welcome, Dania. Thank you. Welcome, Dania. How are you feeling? Are you nervous? (laughs) Yeah, I'm sweating. (laughs) Janiel said the same thing. She was like, it's like a switch. She's like, oh, by the way, Dania is the sister of our previous guest, Janiel Squires. So she said the same thing as soon as we started talking. She was like, like, I'm so nervous. I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, I just got really nervous. Yeah, so no, I'm just like shaking all my heart's pounding. (laughs) So you are here to tell myself and Tasha and our listeners some very I don't even know the words to describe it disturbing disturbing (laughs) massive life-changing things that happened in your life so I think we'll just let you take it away yeah okay um I decided to do TikTok a few years ago um during lockdown I suppose during lockdown everyone was sitting around not knowing you know doing different things or whatever and it kind of just got me thinking about you know my life and my past and how much I have grown since I've been a teenager and things like that and I said to myself I should actually spread awareness about all the things that I've been through personally yeah um, and and like I come this far from everything that I've gone through well then other people can do the same so I put out to TikTok and even you know even after I put out to TikTok I had messages from from different girls and they were just saying like they're afraid to come out they don't know what to say they don't know how to where to begin it. like yeah, yeah. Um, it's different family members or something like that. Now, um, my mind wasn't a family member. It was what was the what did the TikTok entail? What was it? What did it relate to? So it was it was it related to when I was a child that got sexually abused. Okay, I was sexually abused for three years. Um, I I suppose a child from ten years of age to thirteen years of age. That's that's how long it went on for. And back then I only had like two friends, you know, yeah. and they were my neighborhood friends and we'd do everything together and we'd always, you know, stay in each other's houses and we always stayed in this one house more than mine or the other girl's house. And unfortunately, when I was sleeping, he would come into me and he would do things to me that were inappropriate. Um, and also when I was awake, you know, he'd bring me into the toilet and he would do things to me in the toilet and he would get me in the room by myself all this like my friends were obviously oblivious to this they didn't know what was going on and and I always in the back of my head thought it's gonna stop it's gonna stop like it's okay like you can stay over tonight like don't worry Daniel like if you miss out on the sleepover it's the end of your life yeah of course you You don't want to miss out either like yeah so I suppose silly going back every time do you know what I mean but Mm. as a child I didn't know any different of course not you know this this man was supposed to be someone that I could rely on is someone that my parents got along with trust and this is the thing this is where the trust factor comes into it um and you would think that you could trust a man that you've known your whole life and your parents have known for what 10 10 12 years but that that is what it is um and so when I turned 13 then it just dropped there was 
no mention of it. It was nothing. It just dropped altogether. I start like hanging around with different people, hanging around with the friends that I still actually hang around with to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I drink start getting involved. Okay, yeah. See, yeah. And then I would start drinking and I'd start thinking about it. And then I'd overthink it and I'd be like, if I tell anyone, like no one's going to believe me. Yeah. This is all going to come out and no one's going to believe me. Like what happens if my family don't believe me? And it's silly. Like I know. They're always going to believe you, mm. like always. So I knew what the, like my best friend, she was still my best friend at the time. Um, and I was godmother to her child, which, you know, made the wound a lot bigger for myself when everything did come out. But I knew that when it did come out, that it would just be catastrophe. So I said no. And I remember when I was younger, I sat there and I watched a movie with my dad. And we were all sitting there and something came on the movie about, about a child getting kidnapped or like a, like a sexual scene like that. And he just said, if if I ever seen anyone, anyone do that to you, if I ever hear it, I'll fucking kill them. Mm. You know, so that was always in the back of my mind as well. Okay. Like, what happens if dad kills him? Like, do you know what I mean? Then so, he ends up in trouble and yeah. Yeah. And then it's a, a, yeah. I'm a domino say. effect of yeah. disaster. So... Anyway, you know, I started drinking and stuff like that when I was like 15, 16. And then I got a boyfriend when I was 16 and I started to get sexually active. And it was when I became sexually active, it started triggering me a lot. Um, But I'm I'm the type of person, I just put it to the back of my mind. Mm. I put everything to the back of my mind. And still to this day, like I'd put it to the back of my mind and I'd just move on with things. Get on with it, yeah. Yeah. I forgive and I forget like it's it's hard but that's just what I do so it started triggering me and then I got really really drunk one night and I told my boyfriend at the time about it and he was like like what the fuck is going on like you need to tell someone I said no like I'm telling you this in private yeah get it off my chest kind of yeah because I trust you I know that you know you, you won't tell anyone blah blah so that was that and then a few weeks later because I said it out loud and I was thinking about it every day, especially when I had drink on me and I was 17 then at that time and I was drinking all the time. Obviously 17 yeah. you're drinking every yeah. weekend. But it was the April Bank holiday weekend and it was two of, my, two of my good friends' birthdays, 18 birthdays and we were in the home nightclub. And no, actually that's a lie. We were in the home nightclub one of the nights before and then on the Sunday or the Monday, I forget, but we went to my friend's 18 party in his house and I just got bladdered like I got so drunk and ended up going home overthinking everything and thinking I can't live with it anymore it's not something that I want to live with anymore like I don't want to think about it I don't want to talk about it I don't want have it hanging over your head yeah yeah I don't want his family to know that it happened because that's not fair on them and I don't want my best friend to find out that her dad has done something like this because that's yeah something that you devastating don't. yeah mm. so I ended up just getting loads of pills um neurofen and I just I think it was 11 or 12 and I just swallowed them all I text now from what I remember the night I text my friend and he rang my sister or my brother and then they came to me and they called an ambulance so my dad was then rang. I never went unconscious, nothing like that. Um, it's like 
it's like I took, I ended up taking, because I got sick so much afterwards, but that'll come. And the ambulance man came and he sat down with me and he said, why did you do something like this? Yeah, he was like, something wrong. Like yeah, he was like, can you talk to me? And I said, I got, I got sexually abused as a child and I just can't live with it anymore. I said, it's playing in my mind all the time. Like, it's horrible. And so he said, my dad ended up walking in then from work because my dad got called to come back from work. He's a taxi man. And it was the middle of the night. And the taxi, my dad turned around to the ambulance man and was like, Eddie, what the fuck is going on? I mean, he actually knew him. Yeah. And Eddie was like, Jesus Christ, Robbie, I didn't know it was you. I didn't know it was your daughter. He was like, I'm so sorry. And he, he walked, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Take your time. Do you want me to grab you some tissue or anything? No, I'm okay. I'm just thinking about my dad. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. You know? I, I feel like shifting closer to her as well. Like, can we all just so be all together? Just hold yeah, let's all just sit oh, near each other. No, take your time. It's just because I think about my dad and the, situ- and the situation. But yeah. I know it's like the ones you think of is the ones that you don't ever want to hurt or yeah. you don't want to ever like do something that will like hurt them yeah. or yeah and I know exactly like when you think it like that I think that's why I held back on actually I, I held back f- for five years on telling people but I think that's why I just I didn't want people to get hurt yeah but at, it, even though you were the hurt one yeah yeah it's not me no and that's the awareness that I am trying to spread like it's not you like if someone does this to you like if you get sexually abused sexually assaulted if you get raped by someone who's a family member or anyone that's close to you it's not your fault no. you know you, you hear like stories in the street this man raped this woman this man got arrested and everyone hates this man it's just no different than it being a family member mm. you know it's it don't never get me wrong like it's harder when it's someone that you know close, and you're close yeah. to yeah. It's a friend's parent. It's you have to think about your friendship. Am I going to lose my friend? Is yeah. she not going to get on with her dad? Am I yeah. better off? It's massive. No, yeah. it's quiet. Yeah, it, yeah. it is. It is. What a weight to have on your shoulders. Yeah. At such a young age, like. Yeah. So I got brought to the hospital anyway that night. My dad found out. I had to sit down with my dad and, and tell him before I went to the hospital. And then we all went to the hospital kind of as a family you know, and then Janelle, my mom went home and then my brother and my dad stayed with me and then everyone swapped over. It was like, everyone was there with me all night and got home, driving home. There was a car in front of us and I was like, that's, that's the guards. That's a hundred percent. And my, my, my dad was like, how do you know? And I was like, I just know. They don't know where they're going. Pulled up, they pulled up to the house. We pulled up to the house and they were just like, we need to ask questions. And I was like, no, I'm not ready to be so this is the same yeah. night or the next day this is the next morning the next morning yeah they were like we need to ask you questions and I was like no like I'm not ready to answer questions here like I'm just out of the hospital yeah. after trying to like overdose basically yeah. and um and your family's only after finding out like it's all like yeah yeah so I they left and they came back the next day then and I had to tell them everything what happened how long it's been going on um everything like that the day after that, then he got arrested. I stood there at my window and I watched him get watched him get arrested. Now the weird thing about this is, mm-hmm. and my dad's always said it from day one, his daughter, not my friend, his other daughter, stormed out of the house, like ran down the road, and I was like, oh no. My dad was like, she knows. There's something something's after happening there, and she she knows that you're not lying. I'm telling you now. So. 
she ran out of the house few years later fast forward a few years she was walking past my brother and she said Wayne how is Tanya and Wayne was just like what yeah like she's okay she's getting on with her life you know what I mean she's she's all right um she's making something for herself thank god and then he said after the after the suicide or after the attempted suicide she she, like she she got an amend she was fine and she broke down she was like I didn't realize that she tried to to kill herself and Wayne was just like well yeah and she was like oh my god I'm so sorry I'm so sorry now fast forward on again to last not last Christmas to Christmas before Mm -hmm. I was out with my friends and I was locked and I seen her standing there no I didn't see her standing there she got out of a taxi and she she just looked at me and she was like Danny Squires and I was like oh no because I didn't know what to expect now of course I mean I've been abused in pavilions I've been abused outside my house like I've been abused what do you mean like so I was walking home from the bus stop and obviously they lived across the road from me yeah so the daughter would see me or the son would see me and they just abuse me yeah but what like they thought you were lying yeah 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 fuck I know and then I was walking through pavilions one day and she was with her mom and I was with my dad and she just starts screaming, oh, my dad did this to you, my dad did that. And I was like, yeah, your dad's a fucking pedophile. He did do that to me. And as soon as I said that, her mom grabbed her and started dragging her out villains. So, like, it, I mean, I've been, like, just been paint thrown over the cars. Stop. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so the day that he um, got brought out of the house, he was arrested. What came after that then? Um... I had to tell my friend because they, they had to they had to know that it was that it was me. Yeah, okay. So I told my friend that it was me and then she just started screaming and hung up the phone. I admit it was probably a bad idea me ringing her like realistically, but my my Janelle was just like is are you sure this is something that you want to do? And I was like I don't even know what I want to do. I know. I don't know how to approach this. Like yeah. this is but look I knew when I went to I went to the playground with her a few days before that and I knew that was the last time I was ever going to speak to her. And it, and it was like... And it, so my other friend, so there was the three of us. Now, if it, I had my other friend. I so know, I yeah. Her, but there was three of us and she took her side okay. and her family took their side too. Yeah. If only you can see my face, my jaw's on the floor. I can't <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. And that's what I was afraid of. But, like, the whole of the estate took my side like, yeah I mean it, it's not fair on his family but like his house is getting egged his car tires were getting slashed off people that I don't even know but you they know just I mean? heard about it they just heard about it and they were disgusted like you are a teenage girl yeah. like surely <clears throat> that woman had a feeling somewhere in the pit of her stomach that something wasn't right not saying she knew that it was going on I'm not saying that at all Mm. I just mean surely when it came out or her husband got arrested that she must have had some sort of inkling like you said one of the other daughters ran out of the house or that Mm. everyone has it Mm. that little conscience in your head to be like maybe could that have happened maybe could it have not did she not think in that moment well I really don't think this happened. So maybe that girl's going through some stuff and she's having issues making it up. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And even if she did think that way, she shouldn't have gone round no. to the houses. No. So that to me, to personally, in my own opinion, 
looks guilty to me for her to go around and be like she's lying yeah mm-hmm, how do you know she's lying trying to cover know, yeah. how, how do you know she's lying <clears throat> she's a 17 year old girl she's after telling people that her friend's parent has sexually assaulted her for a long period of time mm-hmm. why would she as almost an adult make that up she came up to me in the taxi yeah. sorry let's say and she she held my hand she told me that she believed me she told this me, is your friend this no my, my friend's sister, sister the okay sister. when she seen me in the taxi she she got out and she was like Danny Squires and she was like I believe it I know you're telling the truth she was like I'm so sorry for everything and I just broke down was this the girl that ran out of the house it, yeah yeah wow yeah same girl that ran out of the house same girl that went to my brother and asked how I was and wow. the same girl then that, that told me that she believes me and that's something in itself like mm. of course it is that's like the fam like someone from the family that you've been abused for for years like mentally yeah. you know what I mean yeah and for one of them to be like I believe you. Yeah. Like, alone, that should be a little something to you to be like, well, like, you know what I mean? I went through that for so long. Mm. And all the abuse on my house, on me personally, and now she's able to say, I believe you. Yeah. Yeah. So it was nearly a relief. And then one of the, now, another sister, right? Her husband came up to me as well. And he just said, I'm so sorry. And I said, it's not like it was you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's okay this was at the start mm. you know and I was sitting there with all my friends and he was just like no like I'm so sorry that you had to go through that so he he believed me off the bat like he knew straight away and I suppose understanding why the rest of the family didn't believe me because it was their dad and you don't exactly. want to believe them but they're all gone they're gone they've moved houses I moved to Canada and when I got back they were all gone all gone I no idea where they are and to be honest with you I couldn't give a rat's earlier, you know? So he gets arrested. Mm-hmm. And then what kind of happens there? Okay, this is where it all, this is where the Irish system completely fails any sort yeah. of woman who's been through this. And it's really sad. So um, I got, I had to go to counselling. I thought it was counselling. This is what I thought it was going every week. And because I was 17, I was underage, I went to Temple Street mm-hmm. and I'd go into Temple Street and I'd do this every, every week. My dad would bring me in every week and I'd be in a room and there was glass on, on one side of the room. There were speakers all in the room. There was a woman no. speaking to me and I just thought I didn't, I'd never been to counselling before. Yeah. I thought maybe this is normal. I didn't think anything of it. So... <coughs> There was cameras as well in the room, little cameras all around the room. And I'd been a few times and then it's like my sister and my dad were so clued into what was going on. And I hadn't a clue. I didn't know because I was naive or just, I was just like, whatever, like I'll go to this and I'll talk about it. But the last session, she was just like, if you want to have your dad and your sister in, you can. And I was like, why? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, why? Why do, yeah. like I don't want my dad to hear these things, yeah. you know, because I had to speak about it all. So she just said that we're not going to speak about anything. We're just we're just going to tell you, the, like basically the results and on what we think. Yeah. So yeah. she brought us in. We were sitting there, and she was like, "You've been recorded. We've watched you over. There's been a girl on the other side of the glass, and she has watched you over. We're like trained in this. This is what we do, and we know that you're telling the truth." And at that, I just burst into tears because I was like. <laughs> 
what? So did you... Was did, that like an interrogation for those? Yeah, weeks? like did you have to give permission for someone to be there? I had no idea what... I thought that I was in counselling. Yeah. You thought you were like opening up to someone and giving yeah. them your personal information. Yeah, no, whether they told me this and I just put it over my head because sometimes I do, sometimes I put things over my head. I yeah, don't remember. But you're remember, young but, as well, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And as far as your dad and Janelle knew, did they know you were going to counselling? I don't actually know. That's something I need to ask them because mm. I, because when she said it to me, your dad and Janelle came in the room and I was just like, well, no, like. Yeah. Mm. But this the, is like my time to talk to you, someone yeah. else, like, yeah. Yeah. And then... After that, then I started going to council normally. So it went to the HSE, I think. There was no Tulsa at the time, I don't know. Yeah, think. so what yeah. was the reasoning behind it? Why were they, why did they have that? What were they using that for? To see if I was telling the truth or not. Because okay. they said that they said that they get a lot of young girls in that aren't telling the truth. Okay. They just want some sort of attention. Okay. And they said that they know that I'm telling the truth and it's going to try go to a court. Okay. Years. I mean, like this was in 2010. In 2015, I said I'm. I had some trouble with an ex of mine, and I said I'm. I'm moving over to Canada. I'm just leaving. Yeah. I left it all behind, and I was sitting there. I was there a month, and I got a. I got a text message off my brother, and he was just like, "They're looking for you. Do you want me to give them your Canadian number?" And I was like, "Oh, why can't they just leave me alone? Because it's not like they have any information for me. Like they've contacted me loads of times." I said, "But right, like, so they rang me, and bearing in mind, like, I went over on my own to Canada. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anyone, you know what I mean. So I was in a in a house with two girls that I just met, and this was all coming back up again. And it's a fairly touchy subject when it does come back up again, of course, like especially of course, back then. You've no one to confide. You've no like family to sit with and be like, yeah. right, let's talk about this together. Like you're on your own in this new city with like nobody by your side. Basically. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, right, I'll ring them. Like so. I rang them, I think it was like 11 o'clock Canadian time. And it was whatever, like four o'clock over here or something. And she was like, oh, just to let you know, like there's no updates. We don't have anything, but we're still working on it. And I'm like, I'm in Canada. Yeah, I tried to get away from this. Yeah, like leave me alone. You know, if you don't, if you don't have anything, like if you have something, if someone has come to you and said, he's done this to me as well, contact me. Yeah. Because I will 100% go open court. Yeah. You couldn't pay me a million euro not to go up in court to fight against something like this. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I said, call me and I'll do it. I said, but please don't call me when I'm over here trying to... Trying to start fresh. Yeah. yeah. And and bring all this back up again. Because I was in bits after that phone call. I was just crying. I was like, it's not going anywhere. Because it like had followed you again. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So when I got back from Canada then, I was kind of wondering, I was like, what is going on with this bleeding case? Like, yeah, I haven't so heard then. He got arrested and then what? Just got let out? Got let out straight away. So what, like that oh, sorry, what year was this he got arrested? Oh, 2010. No. Jesus. Um, no, it was my leaving cert year. So yeah, 2010. And then, so yeah. this was in 2015. In 2015, yeah. So five years Still later. Not Still not He got so let he out got, like that day. And then went back to his house. Oh yeah. Living in the same vicinity that you oh, were living yeah. in. Walking and outside no, his house. No protection orders in place, nothing. No, and he, no, honestly, it was the most horrible situation and I would just, my stomach would drop. I'd be shaking. Um, it's trauma, isn't it? Yeah, it is trauma. And I suppose, like, I think each of my family members had a run in with him. Of course, yeah. That's bound to happen. Like, of course, you know inevitable. I mean? Yeah. 
I did, the guards were called. My dad was just screaming and shouting at him and the guards were called. And then there actually, there actually had to be a guard present in the estate down by our local shop for a while because there was so much back and forth. That, Which is understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there had to be a guard present for a while. Um, and then that was that. You know, just kind of just like out. get out, like just move on now. That's that. Yeah. Like, that's basically what they're so doing in the estate. When I was in Canada, they left. They sold up privately. No one knew that they were leaving. Supposedly, my neighbor seen them leave at five o'clock in the morning. They just got up and left and went out and moved moved out. New people are living there now, like people that they know. So I presume they sold it to them privately. Um. And and this this also this one person who lives there now who owns the house came up and said to my mom I think we're not taking any sides on this. My mom was like, "Go, go fuck yourself! Don't ever speak to me again." Do you know? So you just took your side there, like yeah. I, we're you, sitting on the fence. You're picking your yeah. side. Yeah, exactly. Whatever, like just just George carry on. But yeah. yeah, it's it was what it was. So when I got back, they were gone. And I was kind of thinking, like, what's going on with this case, da, da, da. And then I just got a letter to the door one day to say that basically it was my word against his, his word against mine, and there was no evidence. I was like, so all that stuff that I'd done when I was 17 in the room, like, that's not evidence enough. Or what, did I actually have my to get word. a video recording of him doing something to me in I the middle of the say, night? I was going to say, because surely, surely part of... The assess, let's say, assessment that you were having, the counselling you thought you ha- were having. Mm-hmm. Who inputted that? Was that because you tried to commit suicide, or did the guards ask for it? It did, was. Don't I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I think it was because I tried to commit suicide. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And it's then, like a wellness yeah. thing almost. Yeah. So surely, when they were doing this assessment with you, they would have found that there was no other reason in your life, as in. If someone had mental health problems or a diagnosis of an underlying mental health condition Mm -hmm. that made them create this fictional story in their head, there would be other symptoms, do you know what I mean? Causing them to do and harm themselves. Yeah. Whereas yours is just what you went through. So surely... They should have. They seen. should have been able to see that nothing else is wrong with this girl. This girl has happened. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's it's mad. They said if someone else had a came up, well then I would have had a fighting chance. But I'm sorry, in in, in Irish, it, it's complete downfall. It's complete downfall, and it's and it's awful. And so why would anyone want to go and speak say what had happened then? Because then everyone in your family knew, everyone in your road, everyone in your village knew, everyone. and then like you know what I mean? Like yeah. why would someone want to go and do that? And be talked about by your like your village, your town, and then nothing happens. Yeah, like, why would anyone make that? You know what I mean? Why yeah. would anyone make that up to get that attention for no reason? Yeah. And you know what I? What I'm like, my heart is racing. I'm at, like, I'm I'm fuming sitting here because I'm thinking of the Dania that I used to see hanging around when we were that age, sixteen, yeah. seventeen, and none of us knew anything. Yeah. And to know how worried you were. About no, but about what was going on. I know. And for you to be so brave to do what you done, and for someone to turn around to you and say, "No, no, yeah, 
I know, yeah. I, I think, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm cold to it all nearly. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It nearly makes you so just cold to it. So we're at 2015 now, are we? That's mm-hmm. when you go to Canada. That's when I go to Canada. So you come back I'm... in 17? Yeah. And he's gone. Gone. No and idea where. Where do we go from there then? What kind of, where does the story develop from there? It's just basically just get a call to say it's it's done. Yeah. And that's my word against his and that's not going any further. And that's it. Case buried. And that's where the justice system really lets you down in Ireland. And I suppose if I never came out about that, well, first of all, it wouldn't be the person I am today. But second of all, he'd still be living across the road from me. I'd yeah. still be wondering if his nieces and nephews are okay. I mean, his grandchildren, nieces and nephews, you hear me? His grandchildren are okay. You know, is anything happening to them? Because some of his grandchildren weren't allowed near him after that. Your man that came up to me and, and said, sorry, he wouldn't let his, his kid near him anymore. Yeah, so surely they had to have known Yeah. something. Yeah, but yet 100%. you're one of them. There was an order put out, actually, when it first happened and he actually wasn't allowed to be around any children. And now he's after selling up his house, moving to somewhere that no one knows him. Yeah. yeah. And he has now, like... He's uh, not on a register. Not on a mm-hmm. No. And can just do as he pleases. Yeah. I just can't. That's the Irish justice system for you. It's an absolute shambles. But even as, like, a 10... I know myself as a 10 to 13-year-old, like... We were so innocent and the uh, the elderly or the what do you call older it? generation, the older generation, like they're what you wouldn't even look at them wrong. You wouldn't mm-hmm. like they were in charge, basically, like, you know what I mean? Like you respected your elders and that was it. So like it's disheartening in a way that you're like, I was a child, like I was 10 years of age. And obviously I was so afraid to come and talk about this. And then when I actually get the courage in me to go and talk about it, you're like, mm, sorry, it's yeah. like your word against his. Yeah, it's like, literally. And that's all it is. But it just shows you why people don't. Like, where where does the line, where, how do kids, sorry. And then there's an aftercare system of like free, so I can go and I can get free therapy around different places but the waiting list but wait is like hang on nothing months. happened to you yeah so why should oh, no, you I know. get therapy why are you getting free therapy if nothing yeah. happened to you yeah isn't it mental like that's just complete double standards yeah and also I can't even begin to have my opinion on that man because how has he there must be something severely wrong with him for him to be able to stand there and hear you get hurled abuse mm-hmm for you to have doubt in your mind, to see you grow up and have problems in your own life, to have found out that you've tried to kill yourself. Yeah. Because he has done this to you. You know, it's just a narcissistic pig. There's something wrong with him. And I suppose that's why, like, when I think back and I look at, like, 17-year-old me, like, I I suppose I'm really proud of myself and where I've come. And I suppose that's where you want to spread the awareness because if there is a 17-year-old out there who's been through the same thing, you know, yeah. you just look, you, just so much more to live for. And there's just, if 
don't hold it in. That's what I say. Like, even if you're 40 and it's happened to you, don't hold it in. Sure, it came out after that that it happened to my mom. No. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. And so my mom was a bit by it and I was just like, why didn't you ever say anything before? No, no. Like, and this is the thing, like, why doesn't anyone ever say anything? Like, why is it such... Like a, a secret that people are so afraid to, and then they're just like, oh, like one girl actually messaged me on Facebook and she said, "I'll break up this family if I say anything." And I was like, "But it's not you breaking up the family, yeah. though. It's, it's really not you breaking up the family." And this was something that was done to you. You haven't done this. Yeah. See, it's a guilt gets put on. Like, how? Yeah. How does that work? Like, it's like mental. that poor girl who messaged you is thinking. Like all what she's been through, but like we still think about others, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, well, what about if that, like, this is where there has to be something put in place. Cause Definitely. What comes with it, it's it's not like, there's a lot that comes with it. And I suppose the more you tell people, the more they know, the more they're understanding. So obviously I have a partner now and he knows now. He doesn't like hearing about it because it actually upsets him. But he understands the fact that I don't, have a lot of trust mm. and that's not because I don't trust him it's because the people that I was supposed to trust when I was younger let me down so much do you know what I mean yeah. and and he understands that and <clears throat> he tries his best he's like Jesus Christ you let me marry him nothing don't you not and I'm just like I'm sorry I know <laughs> you, know you what knew I mean? what you were getting into when <laughs> you met me <laughs> yeah so it's not yeah he seen the video before he met me so he should know but it, it, it so much comes with it not just the lack of the Irish justice system, like there's so much inside yeah. you and there's, and I suppose my friends always saying to me as well, like, Jesus, you're a mad thing. Like, I'm not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that, that's why, like, you know what I mean? It's coping mechanisms. It's how you yeah. choose to deal with it as well. And even around kids, like, I'm nearly afraid to have a kid because I know how protective I'm going to be and I know how scared I'm going to be and that child is never going to be allowed on a sleepover or, like, be left alone. Like, it's just... just It's just so scary. Yeah. I suppose my partner has two kids and, you know, the little girl, like, she's 14 and she's off going on sleepovers and all. And I'm just like, are you sure you want to let her go on a sleepover? And he's just like, yeah, look, like, she's been staying there for a while. It's okay. Like, I know her dad. And I'm just like... My dad knew him too. Yeah. yeah. And but that's what it, plays on my mind. And that's horrible for you. Yeah. And even like his three-year-old, a little boy, like we do be out. He is not out of my vision. If it's just me and him walking through the supermarket or if I bring him to McDonald's or something like that, or we go out on a day or something, he is not out of my vision. I'm holding his hand, walking through the supermarket. I'm even holding him while holding milk and bread and a big thing. Like, I don't care. He's not allowed out of my sight. And and that's what comes with it as well. And it's it's nearly like, I don't know what it is. I can't really explain it's it. It's like but. your, the ability to have faith and trust in people was taken from you. At such a young age. At such a young age. Like, you had a false sense of security with a person who, when we're growing up, we're told these are the people that you trust don't talk to strangers don't do this don't do that but like your friends parents your uncles your aunties your brothers sisters your mom and dad's friends 
you're brought up with them so you're told no you can trust them they're yeah. not strangers and for you to have gone through that at such a young age and then had to deal with it on your own mm-hmm. for such a long time your defense mechanism now and your protectiveness has now kicked in in overdrive and yeah. you're like well I'm not gonna let that happen I'm not gonna let them feel and there is nothing wrong with that as well but it's mm. not fair for you that you don't have that small bit of carefree oh they're okay I know they'll be I fine I know I know it's horrible like it is even even when his little girl goes I don't know let's say like down the road to walk to the shops like nerves are gone yeah and it's and I'm just like, if I'm like this with his kids, his kids what, like, what am like I going to be like on my own? Yeah. And it's awful. It's an awful, awful, awful feeling to have. Like, I just don't think that I'm going to trust anyone. But you say you're going to counselling and everything though, didn't you? I, I've stopped now. Okay. The waiting list is like six months. Yeah. So by the time you're, let's say like I, I'm in, going through a bad moment. Yeah. Or a bad few weeks. I'm like, right, I need to go to counselling. So you go and you sit down with her and she says, well, why do you need to come back? Tell me. So you have to say why you need to go Start, back. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, well, the waiting is six months. See you then. You know what I mean? So then when six months comes around, you're, I've dealt with that. Like yeah. I'm grand, like yeah. I'm good now. But then the next month you could be like suffering with it again. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's tough. Like, I suppose it's something that I've dealt with now, like my whole life and I'm Okay. I'm a strong person. You're more than okay. Yeah, yeah. like... You really are. And I, I feel like I'm doing really well for myself. Like, I have a good job. And then I started my own business. And I'm just yeah. trying to just move on and keep myself busy and going and... Trying to get a house, which will never happen because they're a million euro. Oh, I mean, we're all there. Yeah, we're all in that situation. We're all still at home with mom and dad. Yeah, I know. I just so... shipped mine off instead. Yeah. I, I moved the boyfriend in. Yeah. <laughs> we're here now. Yeah. So we've come back, sorry, not we've, I've never been to Canada. <laughs> You've come back from Canada, case is closed, which yeah. is obviously a massive thing for you to deal with anyway. Yeah. We move on a couple of years and we reach lockdown. Yeah. And you put a story out on via social media. Yeah. How did that, like, how did you pluck up the courage? What inspired you to do that? Because to put... To put yourself out there after all the criticism you've already received that like the, absolutely all, not fair those years. to you mm. to then be, be able to be strong enough to put that out and be like this is now my this story is this is what happened. happened yeah how did that all come about I was lying in my bed like the whole of lockdown in my room practically like my dad was downstairs I was upstairs Janelle was on, in the attic upstairs and you you can't talk to anyone. You can't do anything, and it gets you thinking. And I was kind of like thinking, like, do you want to like tear? Because I did go to counselling for quite a while. Yeah. Um, and the counselling that I went through, and then and I was like, I'm actually like, and I I had such a good time in Canada. Like Canada was the best thing that ever happened to me. It really was. And I was like, I've come so far. Like I'm so proud of myself, and you know, thinking about it all the time, and how like, it was. I was nearly glowing. It was like a feel good. Mm. There was no feel sorry for myself. And that's, I don't think I've ever really done that. I don't think I've ever really felt sorry for myself in the situation. I've just got on and moved on. Mm. Moved on. Those, that's where the strongness comes in for me. Because some people aren't like that. Some people get really down about it. I tried not to. 
Do you know what I mean? I try to just, again, put it in the back of my head, which isn't healthy. No. Mm. It's not. But when I was sitting there, I was just like, no, I've come really far. And I went downstairs to my dad, social distancing. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I'm thinking about putting this video out. And he was like, why? What? what are you okay? Like, what's going on? I was yeah. like, I'm fine. And the, do you know what I mean? He gets Janelle. Janelle, what's wrong with your sister? Like, what's going on? You know what I mean? He panics. And I'm yeah. just like, listen, like, it's it's because I'm okay I'm doing this. Yeah. You know, if I can help one person with this. Turns out I did, like, and it was a family member of mine that I helped. She got in contact and she was like, oh my fucking God. This is amazing. Like, fair play to you for coming out. And it did, like, it got it got a fair I don't know how many views it got, but it got a fair few shares. It went around like wildfire. It did, didn't it? I wasn't I wasn't expecting Ready that. For that. And like yeah. I like I only live in Scaries, which is the next town over yeah. from you. And we've been in each other's company. Mm-hmm. I would have hung around with Janelle. I would have hung around in the same groups of friends in Rush that you would have. And I had never heard it. So I had never known this story. Yeah. And I like had, like I said, been in your company, been in Janelle's company, Wayne and Jay, everybody. And then I heard this come out and I was like, no. And I remember hearing it being like, you have that wrong. That's not Danny Squires. Like, absolutely not. And then I remember seeing it and I was like, oh my God, it is. Yeah, I know. It spread like, I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize it. <laughs> but then it was Everyone was at home, because... they had nothing else to yeah. do. No, You're like, I'll do it now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think. I was like, I've gone. And then, so I'd done it. But do you know the amount of people that text me though? And they were like, some of them were just like, it happened to me. I don't know what to say. And I was just giving people advice on my story. Yeah. And how I came out and the people that I lost. But the people that I lost mean absolutely nothing to me. Yeah. Because if they don't believe me, I don't want them near me. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. You know, they're a piece of sand. But I know like, yeah, yeah. I know you say like the, um, Irish justice justice system hasn't helped at all but what you're saying now is you've you've given people advice do you think that kind of gives you a bit of like clarity inside you should be like well do you know what if you can't fucking help me I'll fucking help these people you know what I mean or I'll try and advise these like that in itself is like massive you know what I mean like to be able to talk to people and be like no you need to talk about it or if you don't need to talk about it I'm here like talk to me like that alone is like You've already did something there. Do you know mm, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I know I like helping people about it. I definitely do because I'm like, if I can get through it and if I can lose the people that I thought meant something to me yeah. and how close they were and the fact that I had a goddaughter and she was, you know, so close to me and things like that. Well, then anyone can do it. You know, I just feel like if, 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 if you've had, if it's happened to you and it's on the back of your mind, you just, speak to someone about it sit down and speak to them because otherwise it's going to be in the back of your mind yeah. possibly the rest of your life you can't live with that like you yeah. can't live with it. as much as people are strong and people are like no yeah. it's fine like you're like I'm not saying you're not strong but like you can't have that on your shoulders for no. your whole life yeah. you can't and yeah. it'll come out in a situation that you'll probably least expect it yeah. yeah no matter how good you are at pushing something to the back of your head your subconscious is always there yeah and the tiniest little thing that happens to you or that you do or something can trigger it. So like you're saying, if you have someone, find someone that you can talk to. Yeah. Whether it be someone that you trust or a yeah. counsellor or something like that. Like you 
where you kind of had to tell everybody all at once really didn't yeah, you yeah yeah I mean I definitely went about it wrong like like you were still a child yeah though, yeah you and you didn't it. go about it wrong no you went about it the only way you knew how to at the time yeah yeah I just didn't want to be there I just didn't want to face it anymore I suppose that that's what it was you didn't want to hear that voice in your head that kept reminding you of it yeah I've been there before there is a voice where like one day I was just like I don't want that voice there anymore and I did attempt to take my own life Mm. but it was just for as you say it was like it's the voice you just don't want the voice to keep going and keep at you all the time you know yeah, what I mean yeah so I totally understand when you say that like yeah it is it's it's nasty and yeah. I suppose like I mean I'd never do it again like I you know the people that I seen around me that were literally broken after I'd tried to do it, I was devastated by mm. you know and the fact that I had so much but didn't that and... like show you straight away how loved you were yeah. and you are like and yeah. how important you are to these people like and how they've never doubted you like yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. The only people that doubted me were the people who literally had each other and that was it. Yeah. The two families had each other that's and it, yeah. didn't have anyone else. They were also the people with the guilt. Yeah. You know, and them two girls still hang around together now, you know, and leave them to it. Mm. That won't be a forever thing. No. That, that will eventually something's got to give. Yeah. And yeah. something will be said because it's just, it's not, it's not okay. No, it's not. And you know, I didn't think about this at the time. I thought about it afterwards. That the video that I put around TikTok that I put yeah. around, she probably seen that. Mm-hmm. Do you know because it did get shared a good bit. Hundred percent. It was in group chats. Yeah. It was everywhere. Yeah. And so she probably did see that. Um. And then I, I nearly felt bad. Then I was just like, oh god, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about her seeing it. Felt bad. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. And it's not, it's her dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not something that I should feel bad about. Like, I'm speaking out. I mean, she could hear this. Yeah. For all I know, she could be interested to hear what I have to say. Yeah. She might burn her phone when she sees my name. <laughs> <laughs> Smash the screen. Yeah. yeah, but. Like and subscribe and rate five stars before you do that. Yeah. Wow. So. so we get past the TikTok, mm-hmm. the support you had from that massively. Was there was there negativity to that or no? No, no, no. one bit of negativity. I think my family were just a little bit worried. Yeah, yeah of course. And my dad will be worried when he hears it. Done this. Very forever. They'll be in, the, in Thailand with the tigers worrying, telling yeah. them the woes. We'll have your dad on next. Listen, literally, he's got loads to tell us. Loads to tell us. That poor man, I swear to God. Janelle was saying the exact same thing. Exact same thing. Uh, like when she was telling us her story, and then she's like, and then my house burned down. And I was oh like, my God, no, oh, stop. Cool. What? I know. Like then, it was just like, boom, boom, boom. And boom. then the next breath, then she was like, and so. I was after being in radiation with my dad and we were like, wait, what? What? Your dad was sick too? Yeah. And she was like, yeah. <gasps> we were like, Jesus, you just haven't caught a break at all. Not one break <laughs> ever. <laughs> like, it has been bloody sexual abuse, taking lives, heart attacks, cancer, cancer, house burning down. Give us a fucking break. Literally. <laughs> Now well, touch wood. We're, we're, we, it, I was going to say, mo- okay most for... resilient family yeah. I think I've ever heard of. Yeah. I know. But it's that like a... that just shows you like yeah. your family's a strong family yeah. and mm-hmm. to have 
each other is enough like you know yeah, what I mean that's true as well you and know? all the nieces and nephews who are coming yeah. and getting involved all like the it makes it, yeah you know what I mean it makes it even better and yeah for you to be still here and see your brother's kids and stuff growing up like you know what I mean this is the thing that's as well it, like, like you know what I mean I always think of how close I am to my nephew Maliki and how like he I've you know I've grown he's grown up with me as well like yeah. beside him and I'm just like Jesus Christ he could have seen me in a picture on the wall yeah I'm just like who's that you know what I yeah. mean instead I've I've helped him you know and that I know I know it does guess me sometimes sometimes I, did, I lie I in bed I didn't know what, like, what you meant at the, and then I thought and I oh god yeah it's mad isn't it like wow. so you know so like that alone like the strength you have Danielle you know what I mean like this is my first time meeting you and what you just said there like that alone that you are here and you are ha- having those relationships with your nieces and nephews like yeah. and you've got a great job now and you've got your own clothing you know what I mean like yeah. all these things are like the strength that's yeah. so much strength like inside you thank you like honestly <laughs> yeah. like it takes a lot it does take a lot yeah yeah and like to go through all that in your teenage years when they like you're growing like you're going from a child to an adult and mm. you have to have all this stuff happen to you then for it to be like oh well it's nothing like you know what I mean yeah. end of just forget about it brush it under the carpet yeah, throw it in the move bin, on with your life yeah. yeah you know what I mean and you're still like oh no like I'm fucking you I'm here up, and I'm not voiced, going anywhere you voiced it mm-hmm. and do you know what there's possibility that you stop to happening to a lot of other people I, I, I'd hope that I can at least help one person yeah with the, with the video or one person with this yeah and if anyone wants to reach out to me they can just add me on instagram or facebook and reach out to me there do you know what i mean yeah my name is hard to spell but like they'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll tag her yeah but yeah and and if i can help in any way i always will and i'll always talk to people and try and steer them in the right direction and let them know it's not their fault that was amazing. Yeah. You should be honestly so proud of yourself. Yeah. And I'd say you. your family, of course, are so proud of you. And in my eyes, like just now, you stood your ground. You said what you had to do. You had to get something off your chest that was on you for so long. Mm-hmm. And you are a better person now for it. Yeah. And your family are still behind you 100%. And you're now building a life for you. Yeah. Whether you're cautious or not, yeah. and you're overbearing <laughs> with the with the nieces and nephews, yeah. that's something that will eventually like loosen up. You know what I mean? And when you do have your own children, you will like you'll know exactly. You won't be this overbearing mother. Like you yeah. will find. I know one day something will just click in you, and you'll just be like, no, like I've got this, and yeah. like, yeah, that's it. You know what I mean? Mm. You should be very proud of yourself. Thank Extremely you so proud of yourself. And Thank you. It's. I think it's so great that we can hear these stories of things that we've never heard before and meet you girls and be like, like some people think they have a bad and then when you hear what people have been through and especially for, I know you've got your like comfort from it, let's just oh, say. Yeah. It's, I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> first time in the whole thing though that's good I'm I, like I know we're just talking right now but like this is the quietest I think I've ever been I don't think Shane has seen me this quiet <laughs> ever before I'm like what 
I think you've been really good at this. No, I know. It's just, it's a lot. Like I know. Like, it's like, a heavy I'm, conversation. Yeah. And yeah. I just, I think this has just been the quietest I've ever been. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a heavy conversation. And I suppose I understand why people are uncomfortable with it. Like, I sometimes my partner's uncomfortable. He's like, Daniel, like, I love you and I'm here I for know. you. But I, just, I don't want to hear it. Of course. Yeah, like, I can't. Like, of course. Them, you know what I mean? Yeah. And my dad, like, as well, like, he, he can't hear it you know what I mean I understand otherwise that. the rage builds up yeah I get that but they're always there mm. I found a really really good partner he's a really good guy and I'm just moving forward with my life I'm praying that everything works out it will mm. and do you know why because you deserve it to be thank you because all for all the bad <laughs> that you went through there's a reason why you weren't able to do what you tried to do that night yeah, I feel the same. I and feel look like, how much yeah. goodness you've put into people's lives. And even when Danielle was here talking, oh, <laughs> oh, because she knows that I mean that about her too. There is a reason like you're here. You know that? There really is. Yeah. 100%. And like we've sat with Janelle and the whole time, like when Janelle was at her lowest bit and she was like, I just wanted my sister. I, I just wanted Danny. I know you haven't listened to it, and that's I can't. I like. I know, <clears throat> and it just just it just hits me in in a nerve. Like I was got teary eyed before we even started this podcast because I was thinking of Janelle's podcast, and I was yeah. like, I can't listen to it. Like, <laughs> like it just break my heart. <laughs> Do you know oh. what I mean? I know, but she, the love that she has like when she spoke about you and she was like and then Danny was like who am I going to get to mind was it her your nephew I think you had when you'd go to the hospital at one stage she was you reminded oh, someone yeah. who am I going to get to have the baby and she was like Danny I need you but the way you were talking I was like her eyes were glowing and she was just like she just needed you yeah yeah and for yeah. that's what I'm trying to say for the badness that occurred the goodness that you've put into people's lives yeah outweigh that tenfold Oh, yeah. I think for like from my personal thing, Janelle would have struggled a lot if you weren't there. Yeah. Yeah. When she was going through what she went through. Like. Yeah. Yeah. But like again, you know what I mean? These all add up and like that's why you're supposed to be here. You know what I mean? This tissue's just getting ripped apart. <laughs> <laughs> like, apart. We'll all be like, can we have it? No, but Danielle, yeah. honestly, from the moment we even left this room and Janelle said, Would you have Dania on Ask her? I was like, What? She'd actually yeah. come and talk to us because yeah. I think she knows the strength I have within it as well. Yeah. And I know the strength that she has with it all. Yeah. And I suppose the two of us together were just strong. Unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They are unstoppable. Unstoppable. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. And what an honour it's been to have both of you on. Thank you so much for having us on. <laughs> Can't wait for your dad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> you come in here and not a bother so you want to be Let me tell you this now. <laughs> Those two. Fucking now, where do I start? <laughs> uh, you'd, be, you'd be lost now. That's the thing. You'd be lost without us. Like, we went, well, two of us were in Canada at the same time and my brothers were saying at Christmas and we were about away we didn't go home for Christmas we stayed in Canada for Christmas and he said that well, my brother said that he was devastated on Christmas oh, morning like he went out working oh. like my dad's like he used to always say look at them out working on Christmas day fucking hungry bastards <laughs> <laughs> and then there he goes out working because he was devastated his oh, girls were in there <laughs> yeah so. well isn't he lucky that you're both still here yeah exactly exactly so well, that's amazing. Dania, thank you so much for coming. Is there anything thank you want to plug? So you own, you are the founder of My Happy Yeah, tell us, about, my tell happy us about this. Yeah. 
yeah so again lockdown I downloaded TikTok good thing bad thing because I'm always on it I know you oh lose an hour or two hours three an hour. hours no get ten hours later I'm like, <laughs> am I no. still away it's so bad I get a ting on my phone to how much I've been on my phone oh no week. let's not talk about that <laughs> we had this conversation my last week my boyfriend says to me every Sunday well what is that I'm like <laughs> Four hours and 38 minutes. And he's like, that's a lie. And I'm like, it was 14. <laughs> I'm like, it's not a yeah. lie. I'll show you. He's like, show me. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, literally, TikTok was 14 hours for me last week. No. I was like, oh my God, I need to stop. I can't. I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah, obsessed. So I start getting ideas off that. And I just seen like a few people like opening their own little things and their own boutiques. And I was like, I can, I can do that. Like this was something that I'd be really, really interested in. So I start like, looking up different different wholesalers and like doing that that was hard work in itself it took me about six months to get get everything up and running and then I just said right just do it now and get it all done yeah. and then I set it up Fair and play. it's been going well like I'm delighted with it you know what I mean yeah. anyone who's on the website it's just like it looks so like so done so good like who done it and I was like oh, I don't know actually <laughs> <laughs> I <did> me. <laughs> so I'm, I, I just got locked out of my TikTok though my my happy place apparel one. Oh, oh no Debs, so I've set up a new one why I, I don't because silly what me what did you do I deleted <laughs> it because I was like I need to get off this <laughs> so I deleted it oh no and I was like I'm actually going to get back on because <laughs> I need it yeah so when I got back on I could get onto my normal one but I can't for the life of me get back onto my, my high place apparel oh, one. Oh no. So I'm gonna have to start fresh from that. Which is devs because I think like I had a whole like 100 followers on that. <laughs> but like there were strangers and they were I know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, bit of everything. Bit of everything. So I'll just start up new and Yeah. It'll be bigger. Ten times bigger when you go back on it. Yeah. 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 Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so my happy place apparel and do you know your Instagram handle or do you want us to just tag it? It, yeah it, my happy place apparel it's all it's, it's all, all there yeah Perfect. it's all my happy place apparel but if you can tag it as well that'd be great of yeah no of <laughs> thank course you, no problem thank you um i think that's everything yeah, yeah. thank you so much honestly and um, feels your bravery good to get it off your chest like i feel good after it good although i've cried we've I've, cried i've been shaking everybody cried <laughs> yeah everyone's cried yeah, just feel good after it. Good, so it's good. good to get it out of your system. That's, That's what I'm it. saying. Like it's good to talk about. Yeah, and again, we're it. like too straight. Well, I'm a stranger. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, it's good to just talk to people that you don't know and be like, "Well, here you go." As we'll just all offload it. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're the shelves. Yeah, <laughs> so we yeah. are. If it's ever happened to you, talk about it because you will feel better 100%. after. Hundred percent. You know, and it is like as much as you try and what am I like I'm the I'm the worst for I'll be like I'll yeah. deal with this myself I'm and same. then I'm in a hole like see that hole I'm in the hole and then I'm like why as soon as you talk to someone like it's, it's yeah. problem have or problems what is it problem shared is a problem halved yeah yeah and I firmly believe that yeah totally totally believe that so thank you thank you thank you thank you all <laughs> <laughs> If anyone has been affected by the content covered in today's episode, please contact the Dublin Rape Crisis Centre on 1800 778 888 or Women's Aid on 1800 341 900.
Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the T's and C's podcast. We'll be uploading posts and stories about upcoming episodes and guests. And you can also email us on the T's and C's pod at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow, rate and hit the bell for future episodes on Spotify. Bye. Bye.